The earth is yours, Lord, and everything in it. You make us stewards and trust to our care for creation, ready always to give you an accounting of how we nurtured and tended that which belongs to you. In your generosity and compassion, you give us sunsets a washing colour, rivers gurgling over rocks, red admiral butterflies floating above the buddleias, and crows that recognise human faces. The diversity, complexity and beauty of the earth stuns and sustains us. While we shelter in place, the bluebells provide relief from hopelessness. And the returning pair of swallows remind us to give thanks for the present moment. Our skies clear and dolphins play and the wildlife reclaims the woods. We lament the ways we damage your good, the good you made, defy your command to be caretakers and abuse your beloved world. May we learn well the lessons of this quarantine has taught us so that we as we return to our travel, our workplaces, our schools, our comings and goings, our capitalism and consumption, we will do so mindful of their impact on creation and ready to change our ways so that all your creation can flourish. Amen. And Malcolm and Laurie are going to lead us now in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Right, uh, now it's time for birthdays. Do we have anybody here who's got a birthday? I can see one hand, which I was expecting. Uh, anybody else? No, so it's just David Searle. David, can you unmute yourself and tell us when it is? Next Saturday. Next Saturday. Yes. Right, okay. So it's I also want to... our wedding anniversary as well. Sorry? It's also our wedding anniversary as well. Oh, too. Always. <laughs> am, I dare... am I allowed to ask how many years? 56. Oh. Very that was Not Right, so anybody else? No, no other birthdays? Now, I was hoping that David Thurston was going to be here to do his the keyboard, but it, he's not around, so you're going to have to suffer with me singing this one. Oh, you can all join in, but probably stay muted because otherwise it's going to be quite interesting. Uh, right. So you ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear David. Happy birthday to you.
Thank oh, you very much. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> right. Uh, I think uh, Jenny will move it back to you. Okay. Thank you, Colin. And I'm going to invite Rona now to uh, share with us our first reading. Yes, the first read, reading is from Romans 13, verses 8 to 14. Love fulfills the law. Let no debt remain outstanding, except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And whatever other commands there may be are summed up in this one command. Love your neighbour as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbour. Therefore, love is a fulfilment of the law. The day is near. And do this, understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber. Because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armour of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Rona. This week, Roland Williams spoke out in calling Christians to stand up for creation. Pope Francis called for sustainable living and for the planet to be allowed to rest. These and the demonstrations, campaigns and actions seen across the globe this week on behalf of creation coincide with creation time or the season of creation which runs from the 1st of September to the 14th of October the feast of Saint Francis of Assisi. Creation time is an annual celebration by the church family worldwide to celebrate creation and to praise God for it. This ecumenical event is meant to encourage us in reflecting on and praying about our relationship with creation and with God and how we as Christians are called in faith to live this out. This year, the churches together in Britain and Ireland have sent out a challenge for us to do this in part through our Sunday worship and the scripture readings from our lectionary. The first of our readings this week can be seen as extremely important in examining how we as Christians should respond to God's plan for us in this beautiful world that God has brought into being. Whilst Paul quotes four of the Ten Commandments, he concludes that all of the commandments are summed up in this word, love your neighbour as yourself. Love is the fulfilling of the law. In our modern society today, we first need to ask ourselves, who is my neighbour? If we think of ourselves in context of the vastness of God's creation, we can see that our neighbours 
are not only those who live next door to us or in our neighbourhood. This year, far more than any other, we have seen the interconnectedness of humanity across the globe and with God's creation. Jesus's words, therefore, to love your neighbour include not simply our human neighbours, but also God's very creation itself. So I wonder, have you ever felt that way about creation? Do you see creation as your neighbour? Do you love God's world? How do you connect with creation? What is it you love? Are you a gardener, a surfer, a hiker, a photographer, a painter, a poet? What is it that you love about nature? Are there thin places you know that bring you closer to God? Do you love to walk in the forest or along the shore? Have you had your breath taken away by a waterfall or stars above your campsite? Is it fellow creatures on our doorsteps and in our back gardens, such as birds, squirrels, foxes and badgers that make your heart sing? Or are you enthralled by the wildlife programmes such as those of David Attenborough that transport you to awe and wonder? So this morning we're going to do something slightly different. If you've never done breakout rooms before, don't panic. Steve's going to do it all for us. Thank you, Steve. Going to put you into breakout rooms, which means you'll be meeting with two or three others to have a little conversation together. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask you to feedback. Just share as you feel able, but remember to unmute yourself. And in your groups, just for about five, seven minutes, have a think about what it is you love about creation. Steve, can I ask you to send us out into our breakout rooms now, please? Thank you. There's some really inspiring conversation in our um, breakout room, and I hope that you did as well. Uh, the start of lockdown this year, many people, many of us fell back in love with creation and nature all over again. Our daily walks were a revelation. Being outside under the sky for me has immediately brought me closer to God. In those first few weeks of lockdown, I remember having a much more profound connection with creation and nature, understanding far more how we were all linked together, how my actions impact on creation. And in those first few weeks, if you remember, we had lots of amazing stories and pictures about how creation was healing and blossoming as us humans were sent home and told to stay there. We saw skies clearing over Wuhan, dolphins swimming in the canals of Venice, and closer to home, we saw deer stepping out in Birchwood. I was shocked in a very positive way that such changes could happen, and so very quickly. I also had a sense of hope from all the calls to work towards a new normal and to build back better. Of course, the normal story for creation is one of climate change, species extinction, deforestation, pollution in our seas and even in our food chain. The new normal, a new story, was a joyful vision. However, as the weeks progressed, I have to admit my hopes lessened. We saw pictures of piles of rubbish left behind when we emerged from our homes to visit the beaches and the parks. PPE being dumped into oceans and along our streets. It's now the new normal 
to see disposable face masks littering our paths alongside the old familiar plastic bottles. The patriarch of the Orthodox Church says this, we have traditionally regarded sin as being merely what people do to other people. Yet for human beings to destroy the biological diversity of God's creation, for human beings to degrade the integrity of the earth by contributing to climate change, by stripping the earth of its natural forests or destroying its wetlands, for human beings to contaminate the earth's waters, land and air, all of these are sins. We are failing to follow the commandment to love our neighbour in our relationship with nature, taking more from creation than it has to give and polluting land, sea and sky. We can see that our lifestyle is destroying the web of life and hurting those most vulnerable in our society. From leaving the tap on while we brush our teeth to not using green energy, from plastic pollution to overconsumption in our fashion industry. The wrongs just go on and on. Personal, systemic and societal. So we are faced with a new theological question for our time. It's a deep one. How do we challenge our brothers and sisters in Christ to show love for God's world and to stop sinning against creation and the generations to come? In our second reading this morning, we hear how we should react if your brother or sister, a member of the Christian church, sins. Rachel is going to share those words with us now. Reading is Matthew 18, verses 15 to 20, dealing with sin in the church. If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along, so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Thank you, Rachel. Our reading from Matthew offers us a framework for reacting to sin. Sin is a very emotive word and one that often elicits a response from us. Who decides what sin is? Is it something personal or communal? Can it be against you or creation? Or is it always and only against God? Is it about conforming to the normative behaviour of the church? Or is it something broader than that? What should we do if we see a brother or a sister wandering from the path in need? In our reading, Jesus tells us to talk to those who sin. God expects us not to turn a blind eye, but to acknowledge openly the wrongs of others and talk to them about it. I'm not exactly sure that a trained conflict resolution worker would agree with going to them to simply point out their faults. But I think that directly speaking to people is important. 
it can be an invitation to listen, to understand the perspective of the other. I'm not great in challenging others in this way. However, when it comes to creation, I do feel a little bit more comfortable in speaking up, as creation's voice, so different to ours, can easily go unheard or ignored. Our reading tells us that if things don't go well in talking to the other person, it's a good idea to meet with a few church members. Perhaps in the case of sinning against creation, it really does take a whole church to speak up and speak out, to work together to help each other understand the love God has for creation and the sorrow he feels when we damage and destroy it. That actions against creation go against our charge from God to be good caretakers. The message in Matthew is clear that we are not to turn a blind eye, but rather to confront behaviour that goes against the values of the community, because if we don't, it will pull the community apart. So how do we do this today in Birchwood? We're going to go back into our breakout rooms now. Remember to unmute yourself. I'd like you to share as you feel able. Where have you witnessed sins against God's beloved creation? How have you or how do you think that we individually and as a church can speak out against sin, against God's creation? We're going to have a little bit longer this time, seven to ten minutes. Thank you, Steve. So I hope that in your groups you've shared brilliant ideas and encouraged each other to keep going with the actions that you're taking at the moment. I know our group was very passionate about things they were speaking of. Looking again at our reading to just to finish off this morning, I think there's a beautiful irony in the final statement that we find in verse 17. If the offender refuses to accept the verdict of the whole church, they are to be treated as if they were a Gentile or a tax collector. In a traditional first century Jewish community, that would mean being ostracised. But how often does Jesus tell us and show us by his actions that his kingdom is different? Sinners are to be forgiven, enemies loved, Gentiles embraced and tax collectors invited for tea. Sinners are exactly the people that Jesus reached out to, those he helped in loving and insightful ways to enter into relationship with God. I think that's a very good starting point in responding to those who failed to love their neighbour creation, to reach out to, to help them in ways that are merciful and hopeful, to enable our love for God and to enable them to understand that creation is an expression of our love for God and that creation is an expression of God's love and generosity. That might help many of them to think again about creation and their behaviour, and it might help many indeed to think again about God. We're going to be led in our prayers now for the local community and the wider world by Ron, after which we will be sharing communion together. Thank you, Ron. We pray today. We pray for the towns and cities throughout the country are in additional lockdown measures, including many in their neighbouring areas. 
pray for nations of the world as they recover from the economic effects and the emotional and ment- mental and medical effects of the coronavirus. We pray for our schools and our colleges as the young people and staff return to classrooms. We pray that all measures are in place and are effective, that we all stay vigilant and change measures swiftly if needed. We pray for all of those returning to a workplace for the first time, be it an office, be it a work, be it a factory, be it in the fields. We pray for a phased opening of the church building next Sunday. We pray for our community. We pray for the welcome back morning refreshments that the church are offering to parents, dropping off their children. Let's go next week. We pray go smoothly. Let we see people. And pass some of your love as well as our coffee and buns. <laughs> In your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, and the Lord's glory covers the earth as the waters over the sea. The trees of the fields clap their hands, the birds of the air sing songs of praise. And if we should fail to express our worship, even the rocks and the stones would cry out. And so we lift up our hearts and we lift up our voices and we offer thanksgiving and adoration to the Lord, the creator of all. Blessed are you, sovereign of the universe. For from seed sown into the earth, you have given us the gift of bread to feed and nourish us. And at Jesus' last meal with his friends, Before faith in the cross, our Lord took bread, blessed it and broke it. And then he passed it among them, saying, This is my body, broken for you. Take and eat. Do this in remembrance of me. Blessed are you, sovereign of the universe. For from grapes which grow ripe and sweet on the vine, you have given us the gift of wine, to refresh and heal us. And at Jesus' last meal with his friends before facing the cross, our Lord took the cup of wine and blessed it. Then he passed it among them, saying, This is my blood shed for you. Take and drink and do this in remembrance of me. And now we come to your table again, Jesus, mindful of how you laid your life down so that we and creation could be born anew. Mindful of how you took your life up again, so that we and creation could be filled with the life abundant. Mindful that we cannot earn or purchase this privilege, but that it is your grace which beckons us, and your grace which ensures that all creation may be one and whole. May your spirit work in these fruits of the earth so that they become for us a sharing of Christ's body and blood. May your spirit work in we 
who are children of earth, so that we may be transformed into Christ's body, carrying his life, his care and his salvation to all creation. Amen. Each piece of bread that we eat was once scattered across the fields, and the grain that God gave to grow has become for us the bread of life. Now we take the bread, we are fed with the bread of heaven that sustains us. Each sip of wine that we drink was once many vines, and the grapes that God gave to grow have become for us the new wine of God's kingdom. May we drink the wine of gladness that brings us joy. Let us pray. In this moment and in this Eucharist, we have remembered the whole of creation and that the whole of creation is filled with God's grace and that the whole of creation has been renewed in God's love and that the whole of creation reflects the glory of God. So we go now in peace and hope to share this saving message in word and action, in risk and compassion with all of creation. Amen. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Now I'm going to pass back to Colin for him to lead us in the grace. Right. I think if you'd all like to go on to a gallery view and unmute yourselves and we'll say the grace together. May the grace of Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God fellowship of the Spirit be with us all and Amen.